Hello. Glad to have you aboard. It's the last go around. Last call for 2022. Been doing this a long time. This is quite a few last shows of the year for me. And I'm happy be, to be doing another one with you all. I, I'm, I'm excited about tonight's show because we got a true bit of variety. There is a good element of surprise to it all because I don't know what's going to come through on the other end of the line when you guys and gals call in with your predictions for the year or whatever the hell else you have. Because as far as the, the phone calls go tonight, the lines will be open and we will be sprinkling in your, um, your phone calls throughout and I'll give you some things that I'd like to hear from you. But other than, other than that, uh, anything goes. So that would be nice. We're going to be doing a little bit of best of, some interesting tidbits. And in the opening, I have a little bit on uh, three particular issues that we will get into a little bit more next week. Next week in the new year in 2023. I remember being in high school and... Real, thinking to myself as I was sitting in like theology class or something in Sister Bob's room, Sister Robert, everybody called her Sister Bob. And um, so we were sitting in Sister Bob's and I remember just coming back from Christmas break and sitting there in class. I think I was a freshman. And for the first time at the top right hand corner of whatever page we were working on, when you, you put your name on the le top left and the date on the top right, and like putting in January something forward slash zero zero and being like, what the hell is that? And then zero one, zero two. What the hell are these numbers? It's so weird. But I mean, I could have never had even thought about. I couldn't even bring myself to think about how weird it was going to be to write in things like 21, 22, 23. Because everything was so, uh, everything was so different at that point. Anyhow, that's where we are now. Got to get used to, I, I know it's going to happen. I'm going to screw up one of the dates and the titles and I'll see people helping me out. Frank, you, you, it's still, you put 22, you still have 22. Well, I'm going to make, I'm not going to make one mistake this year. I'm not going to make one mistake with the title date. I'm not going to make one mistake. I promise you that. Also tonight, I have to announce the winner of the monthly sponsor giveaway. This is a big one with the gold bar. I'll do that right after the intermission. Those are for the monthly sponsors. If you're a monthly sponsor, you're automatically entered in. So uh, that's going to be really great. And I want to thank my sponsors, both of them tonight. BlueMonsterPrep.com, which uh, it, the, the best sales pitch for going and visiting Blue Monster Prep and looking through all of their preparedness literature and their amazing customer service, uh, getting involved with that, and then just looking through the stuff that they have, there's no better sales pitch than just turning on the news. Because it doesn't even matter about geopolitical uh, meltdowns around the world and how that affects the price of tea in China, as they say. It's also, look at the weather. Look at the unexpected. The acts of God or the acts of geoengineering man. So uh, take a look at that. Go to BlueMonsterPrep.com. Use promo code FRANKLY. Get started somewhere. Pat and Gina would be wonderfully happy. Ecstatic. 
to help you out in prioritizing all of your prepping needs and secretnaturecbd.com which I will be chilling out with tomorrow as I work out and also prepare the backyard for uh, whatever kind of fire pits or that me and the small amount of people will be hanging out with on New Year's Eve will be uh, it's gonna be good I don't think there's any rain coming and it's gonna be in the 50s during the day so at night even if it's in the upper 30s it doesn't matter it's not six feels like negative seven so Secret Nature CBD will be my my work buddy tomorrow afternoon. All right. That's all behind us. I have Joel King Bao Bauman. King Bao is coming back on Monday because he wants to talk about this Andrew Tate thing. Um, and I wanted to, so I said, hell yeah, okay, let's do it. So we're bringing him on Monday. On Wednesday, we got Dane Wigington from Geoengineering Watch. We got Toby Wright. Uh, that's going to be a great music production night right there. And uh, I can't wait to talk about all of that. It's going to be a great week next week just to kick it all off. Week two is going to be just as well. We got Timothy Alberino coming back, Leo Zagami, Dr. Chloe Carmichael. Week three has Stephen Jonathan and Jay Gulinello and Marjorie Wildcraft. And then week four, I'm going to have to, I have to figure all that other stuff out. And I also got to get. Andrew Bashako back on. Now that the holidays are over, I think I may be able to do the specialty guests on Saturday night again. So I'm not sitting here alone by myself. And um, and yeah, okay, so let's jump into it. Matt just walked through the door, so he's settling in. We'll bring him into the mix in a little bit. First thing up is Zero Hedge. We've got January 6th, we've got a little bit of the Tate situation, and we got Trump's tax returns we got to talk about in the opening here, and then we're going to get into a lot of um, other stuff, fun, fun, woo-woo stuff. I also orchestrated it, says uncharged J6 witness Ray Epps, as these transcripts have been released, not only from Epps, but people like Ruby Freeman. Ray Epps, the uncharged man identified as a key instigator behind the January 6, 2020 Capitol breach for telling people to storm the Capitol, said in a text message to his nephew that he orchestrated things, according to a new released uh, witness transcript from the January 6th committee. Uh, At that point, I didn't know that they were breaking into the Capitol, Epps told uh, congressional investigators, added, I didn't know anything, anybody was in the Capitol. I was on my way back to the hotel room. This guy's a bullshit liar. And if you read the transcripts, you can actually see how the investigators, the people actually conducting the interview with with him from the, uh, the committee is coaching him along the way because they... They, they want to find an acceptable reason why this guy should skate, and they are still hunting down. They have hundreds more people still to arrest all over the country for victimless crimes. Meanwhile, this guy is whispering in people's ears like he's worm tongue, and uh, it, it, it's just, I, I, I don't even know where to go with this, but I, I would have to imagine that people will start seeing the the bigger picture that even though we don't have all the details, the fact that the feds are still looking for so many people who committed victimless crimes that day, just being on the campus while they circle the wagons around this one guy to make sure that he can get out of this unscathed 
that they are managing his his the public perception of his being there when being there is the only thing that supposedly makes you a domestic terrorist is all you need to know that there was at least a significant element of controlled puppets of the federal government directing traffic aside from the Capitol Police who are literally fucking punching tickets so you can read them all today and um, while it's still fresh in people's minds because it'll be forgotten in God knows how long and just keep it in mind as we continue to suffer insult after injury over and over again and then here's another one you want to talk about insult over injury this is NBC News Headline, January 6th response would have been vastly different if rioters were black, House Sergeant-at-Arms told investigators. Listen to this nonsense. William J. Walker, who was the head of the D.C. National Guard during the insurrection, (laughs) also indicated he thought more people in the crowd would have died if the mob had been largely black instead of overwhelmingly white. Why? Capitol Police would have shot more black people? Are you kidding me? No, no, William, because you want to you want to know what would have happened. Yes, he is right in a way that it would have been different if it was largely a black crowd, Antifa, Black Lives Matter. Um, but uh, it it would have been different in the way that it would have been immediately forgotten about, and Capitol Police would have taken knees. They would have laid on their belly like groveling worms. This is what would have happened. This is what would have happened if it were any Democrat-friendly groups that were out there rabble rousing on behalf of the state that's looking for reasons to burn it all down. This is what would have happened. There you go. That's, that, that's how different it would have been. Mostly peaceful insurrection. Mostly peaceful insurrection, and all the, the feds would be out there taking knees like absolute losers. There they are. There they are with the, the, the uh, members of Congress with their African garb on, taking knees like, like losers in their Broadway play. So yeah, you're right. It would have been completely different response. Completely different response. I don't think that... Capitol Police would have killed more people, though. I don't think they would have killed more people. They should be kneeling to that statue of George Washington. Oh, by the way, Matt, we have to do some George Washington tonight. We were talking about um, uh, the the Battle of Manang- Man- Manangahila. From the French uh, Indian War yes. or the Seven Years' War, as the English refer to it. Yes. Yeah. Where, where he, was un- he was unkillable. Uh, yeah, that's what uh, King Hendrick... I think was part of that whole thing. Was it King Hendrick, the half king? Yeah, I th- yeah. We were talking about it last night, and I found I had it sent to me by a member of the audience a really great supplemental article about just really how much he was facing at the time. George, oh, oh everything he overcome and still was unkillable. He was a young man. Yeah, it's he, what, the chief ordered all of his men to shoot at Washington, but no. Nope. You're gonna love this article. We'll do that in the second half. Um. And yes, uh, so yeah, that, that's really what's going on, the, the January 6th front, and all that's going on. At the same time, still, we have more. Uh, I saw our, our good buddy, good friend of the show, Kanakoa the Great, sent over a response to this um, this guy, Ant- I forget what the hell, I don't even know who he is, He's a he's got a podcast though, asked who they would like to see on the podcast in 2023, and Kanakoa said, hey, you should put Marco Polo up there because he just released a 630-page report. 630-page report with 2,020 citations that fully document 459 crimes committed by the Biden family and their business associates. 
just based on what was in the laptop that was recovered, a physical piece of evidence that has been known for God knows how long that everybody else is skating. But, and this is going, this, everybody's skating on this, but they're still hunting down grandmothers. One, 140 business crimes, 191 sex offenses, 128 drug offenses. Uh, on top of that, Joe Biden, as Marco Polo says, has uh, documented, is personally involved in at least seven federal felonies, or felonies, three of which are within the statute of limitations still. So it's a RICO operation, as they said, and, and I, I love these breakdowns. Now, uh, it also gives you a little bit of agita to, to look at how horrible this is and how readily the available the information is to anybody who gives a shit to do anything about it, because all of this, and no one bats an eye, but if you have beef with that cockeyed climate change loser, Greta Thunberg, you get clapped. You get clapped in irons, okay? And, and like I said before, King Bao wants to come on the show on Monday to talk about this whole thing for a little bit because um, because that's what's going on. I, and as far as the Andrew Tate thing goes, this was, I came across this tweet from back in October of this year by one Gary the Numbers guy. I think he does astrology and numerology and all that. And regardless of who he is or who he isn't, the fact that we get a little bit of this months ago is 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 kind of telling. Here it is from October 11th. My sources in law enforcement have told me Andrew Tate will be arrested end of 2023, early 2020, uh, end of 22, early 23. No matter if he is guilty or not, the Romanian government is under intense pressure from United States big tech to shut him down. And that's exactly what happened in the last hours of the of uh of 2022 now i don't know andrew tate again i will say from a hole in the wall and the jury is still out on him as far as what his ultimate angle is and what he's involved in and what 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 he stands for but we can have that conversation at at another time and sounds like we're going to have a little bit of that on monday but don't expect me to believe at least just outright that eastern european authorities suddenly give this much of a well-timed shit about human trafficking. That's all I'm gonna say. Obviously there's timing, there is famous people involved, there's a lot of red pilling, there's a lot of people, so of course there's a lot of um, suspicion about whether or not someone or someone or another is controlled opposition and all this stuff, uh, limited hangout kind of thing, but don't expect me to believe outright that Eastern European authorities suddenly give this much of a well-timed shit about human trafficking. So we'll just see what the hell goes on there. We'll see what goes on there. Um, all that being cleared from the table. I don't, Matt, did you hear anything about Ted Kaczynski dying? Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber? Yeah. Be- no, because I'm seeing it all over places like Tumblr and on 4chan that he died, but no official reporting on it. So I I don't know what the hell it's all about. Anybody out there know what the hell's going on? There was like a, a hospital, a prison hospital insider went to 4chan and said, just want to let you all know Ted Kaczynski died over here and they're keeping it quiet for now. I don't know why they would, but um, if anybody hears anything about that, that's that's what's been going around, at least mm. on my Tumblr dash. Uh, I didn't know he died, but uh, Stacy Keach uh, perished. Who? 
Stacy Keach. Who's that? The actor from he was in what was he in? He was in the North and, and versus South, the Civil War movie. He was in uh, Cheech and Chong. He was a detective in one of the Cheech and Chong movies. Uh, uh, he was in American History X. He was the uh, the head uh, white supremacist dude that uh, Vineyard beats up, beats up. I don't know. I I got I got to see. I got to check it out. I don't know. So many people have died. So many people have died in in, in such anticlimactic ways. Like like huge. I, I mean, uh, this is not as big as you know some other some other people. But you think about how some cultural giants have come and go, have come and gone over the last two two and a half years that. Normally, there would have been a lot more of a time to pause and reflect and honor them, but mm-hmm. the the fact that everybody was just getting cremated and tossed into the wind as quickly as possible, you know, Hank Aaron, things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you think it, it'd be a bigger deal. Oh, it like would have been Bruce a huge Lee deal. Or Michael ja- well, Michael Jackson, I think, in our lifetimes, has been the biggest deal. There's a lot. I mean, Princess Diana was huge. Yeah, well, I mean, as far as, like, across the entire globe. Princess Michael Diana Jackson, was huge. Yeah, but still, Michael Jackson probably got a little a little more. Um, yeah, right. Well, either way, there was no, there was, there was nothing done for people like that. We yeah. should take an accounting of everybody we lost over the last two and a half years that would have at least had a moment of silence somewhere. DMX. DMX. I forgot he's gone. He let, well, when he died. That was like what? A couple years ago. But it was before 2020? It was, no, it was during like when it was like the height of it. It was in COVID. Yeah, during COVID. Supposedly he got the vaccine a few days before and died. We still got Pat Boone. Pat Boone. Pat Boone is still rocking. Pat Boone. Pat Boone's still out there. Who the fuck is that? You guys know. You guys at home know what I'm talking about. I know Daniel Boone. No, this is Pat Boone. All right. We'll be right back. We're going to start this one off. Uh, I have some some Trump news that R- Matt is definitely going to need to hear about. I think he's going to be happy with this. And, um, and yeah, so Matt may not kill himself tonight. Well, we got to see what happens uh, election night in two years. But that's when the new... Uh the new virus is coming out. They already have it mapped out. You heard about that, right? I saw the coming attraction. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I saw the coming attraction last week. All right. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hey, guys. It's me, Moonlit Matt. Are your pants off yet? Because they should be. Because you're entering, quite frankly. Or is he entering you? Enjoy the show. You let one ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? Let's ride!
Okay, so um, welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen, if you are just joining us. If you're new to the show over just the last couple of weeks or months, I just want to say don't worry about all the years you've missed because I've worked very hard to make sure that this show has not changed in spirit. So you can go back into the archives years and years and years. Um, probably more the most available years are all on the SoundCloud that is all of the audio versions going back to 2015 the five years prior to that of just this show you probably don't want to listen to anyway Matt and I Matt would stop by for a lot of those shows he knows they were they're kind of reckless at times and yeah it's just it was a lot of practice and none, was, was, none was more reckless than my show though when I did it though. Matt had his own show it was it, which you had two name changes what the hell were they again I forget First it was Minutemen, then it was Tarred and Feathered. That's right. Which was better. Tarred and Feathered yeah. was great. Matt and his buddy Jose. And Koss. And Ka Well, and, yeah, for a little bit. first, Johnny. Johnny was with yeah, you? Yeah, remember? I did not. Oh, I, oh, wait a second. Yeah. But that was short-lived. Yeah. But I, I forgot that Koss was a member of that. So it was the three of you guys. But um, Tarred and Feathered. Which I wonder if there, there has to be a Tard and Feather podcast out yeah, there. Yeah, there is, there is. But when you guys were doing it, it literally was like listening to a mob of angry people. It was, that was, it was still the Wild West back then. You're like, you can say whatever you want. I didn't first, say that. Yeah, you did. I, you can say whatever you want. Not like that. You're like, you say whatever you want, you know. So I did, man. After that, you're like, you, you can't really say everything. I said, dude, listen, you can say what you want, but you can't. You, there's some things that will have the Secret Service showing up. You can't do that. Uh, th yeah, so tarred and feathered. That was that was a good one. It's got it got angrier and angrier. <laughs> I I don't even know if you did any toward the end. I don't even know if it was research. Jose uh, Jose would show up with with some headlines, and you would just be you do the same thing. You go whenever he would read something that you didn't like, you'd go. He's fucking. And, and that was it. It was an hour of um, holding your breath. And hoping that nobody, that the feds didn't kick down the door. But yeah, you're right. The world was a lot different back then. <laughs> a lot different. All right. Um, well, this is what I want to bring up right now. And that is Donald Trump's tax returns. Because you know they're out now, right, Matt? Is he going to jail? Going to jail? There's nothing in him. Did he pay more than like when Lisa Rachel Maddow he paid, released his taxes and was it 2000 what taxes did she release and I he forget. ended up paying more than he was supposed to he, he ended up paying more than her own network paid in taxes <laughs> that day at MSNBC and no no the, the main thing because there's nothing illegal going on in here the main thing they keep uh, harping on now is that he posted um, consecutive years of, of financial losses and those losses he was able to roll into uh, into write-offs and he overpaid in some instances to make sure that they didn't have to pay the next year it's just he's just pl pretty much playing by the stupid damn rules that have been laid out for people yeah. who are a who are smart enough to take advantage of they them should change the rules if they don't like it and so listen to this I'm gonna read a little bit of it because this is right from the the belly of the 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 beast CNBC well, it's one chamber of the belly, CNBC. Trump's tax returns released by House Ways and Means Committee. The House Ways and Means Committee released six years of former President Donald Trump's tax returns. The panel released them, blah, blah, blah. 
That's um, not enough. We need like 30 years. Now, so so here you go. Uh, the panel voted. The panel voted last week to make the returns public with redactions of sensitive information after a lengthy legal battle. The Ways and Means Committee last month obtained Trump's federal income tax returns for the years 2015 <sighs> to 2020, along with tax re- records for some of his business entities. The panel had sought the records since 2019 when Trump was president, and he tried to block their release in court. The individual and business tax returns released by the committee can be found there. The panel uh, released a report earlier this month summarizing the ex-president's returns. The summary prepared by the Joint Committee on Taxation showed a, another another committee that needs to be completely defunded and disbanded showed Trump declared negative income in 2015, 16, 17, and 20. He paid a total of $1,500 in income taxes for the years 2016 and 2017, which doesn't, which sounds crazy to people who are like, what, but he's a billionaire. He, yeah, when you're posting hundreds of millions of dollars of losses, tens of millions of dollars of, of fluctuations like that, it offsets. I, I'm surprised he even paid $1,500. Yeah, because didn't he, like, refuse the salary when he was president? Well, that that's something totally different. This is all this is all his life away from. Okay. Yeah. Oh, private citizen. Right. Trump's financial records, some of which came to light through New York Times reporting on recent years, show the former president who ran for office in part on his business acumen. See, this is this is the this is what they're left with now. He ran for office on his on his business acumen and how amazing of a businessman he is although he was routinely declaring large losses and paid little or no taxes in multiple years because of course if you're in the game if you play the game there's risk there's loss and and regardless of what the hell was going on with what was sinking and what was swimming he managed a brand that is well known around the entire world and continues to to do work i i hate to sound like a sycophant but uh, he, this is just like the, um, this is the, 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 the sum total of years of, of edging and, and jerking off, thinking about what they're going to get in these, tr- these returns. And all they're left with here is saying, huh, well, he ran on being a big businessman, and here he is posting losses, loser. And, and, and you know, it, it goes on and on. The, the shows that it, here here's a little bit of what it shows. Trump and his wife declared negative income in, uh, of $31.7 million. Taxable income of nothing in 15, 2015. They paid 641931 in federal income taxes. On the 2016 return, the Trump declared negative income of $32.2 million and again recorded $0 of taxable, tax, taxable income. They paid $750 in taxes. Trump and his wife declared $12.8 million in negative income in 2017 with zero in taxable income. They again paid $750 in taxes. So it goes on, and again, nothing nothing illegal. I don't care what they're talking, as far as optics go, I don't care about their optics games. After reading the reporting on this long-awaited tax return thing that has been going on for years, I get to wondering when the last time a Democrat truly had a powerful orgasm without the device uh, some kind of a powerful device something else that to help them bring them over the edge uh, all i can think of and i said it before on twitter is the lyrics to the tool song stink fist the democrat party has been chasing unicorns and exhilarating fantasies of getting trump drumpf for seven years now 
And all that they're left with time and time again are these weak, dribbling orgasms. I, I just, I, it must be such a, a confusing state of affairs for anybody who doesn't know what scheme is being run here that they actually think that these were, these were meaningful pursuits. Anybody that's home that watches Rachel Maddow every night I can't imagine what's going through their mind. He can't be. He can't keep getting away with this. He can't keep getting away with it. There was nothing to get away from. There was nothing to get away with. Over and over again. Over and over again. <clears throat> I, and, and then you, you go. Well, then why was he hiding them? Why was he hiding them when people wanted to see him? Why? Well, because fuck you. That's why. That's why he was hiding him. I don't care if any of these people came up to me and said that they wanted to examine the grass clippings from my front lawn. They're sick, stalking rapists. They're sick, stalking rapists who mean to do me harm or you harm or anybody else that they're targeting. And no one should have to jump through hoops for them when they are not held accountable for anything that they're actually caught doing. Caught doing. They get to launch all this shit on hunches on hunches and what they wish would be true and drag it out for years and years and years. Here's the lyrics to Stink Fist. Something has to change, undeniable dilemma. I'm fighting the urge to sing it. Boredom's not a burden anyone should bear. Constant overstimulation numbs me, but I would not want you any other way. Just not enough, I need more, nothing seems to satisfy. I said, I don't want it, I just need it. To breathe, to feel, to know I'm alive. Finger deep within the borderline. Show me that you love me and that we belong together. Relax, turn around, and take my hand. I can help you change tired moments into pleasure. Say the word and we'll be, uh, and, uh, and, and we'll be well upon our way. Blend and balance pain and comfort deep within you till, uh, till you will not want me any other way. It's not enough. I need more. Nothing seems to satisfy. I said I don't want it. I just need it to breathe, to feel, to know I'm alive. Now you're knuckled deep in, within the borderline. This may hurt a little, but it's something you'll get used to. Relax, slip away. And then it just keeps going on. Something kind of sad about the way things have come to be, desensitized to everything, what became of subtlety. How can this mean anything to me if I really don't feel anything at all? I'll keep digging till I feel something. I'll keep digging till I feel something. Elbow deep inside the borderline, show me that you love me and that we belong together. Shoulder deep within the borderline, relax, turn around, take my hand. There's the Democrat Party theme song. They'll keep digging till they find, feel, feel something. This is all about chasing that orgasm that will never come. But you know who isn't posting any losses, Who's Matt? That? Baron Trump. Oh, no, he's a winner. Dude, look at this. He is officially six foot eight. Oh, yeah, he's a unit. Six foot eight. And he's going to come for revenge one day. According to the Citizen Free Press, he just turned 16 in March. Six foot eight. He's nearly seven feet tall. Fucking giant. Look. Look at him stacked up with that woman. He he looks like the guy. He's got the thumbs up too? Oh yeah, that's it. He's he's got the tie like it all. But what do you think it's something pituitary gland related or is this No, what I think it was it's probably when um the older Donald Trump 
brought the younger Donald Trump back to this timeline, it probably, yeah, probably did something to make him grow a little lar- larger. You, th- you Okay. You know, the time travel theory. Time travel or, as I said this morning on the morning show with Tracy, it has to be Nephilim, too. It, it, it could be just the the old ones here. We could be talking about some kind of an, 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 an angelic intervention. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. It's either that or he has a he's a pituitary gland problem. We got to see when he takes his final form. Could be. Six foot eight at sixteen, though. What the hell, man? He's he's literally going. He's gonna he's gonna be eighteen and a half feet tall <laughs> in two more years. Because he's not done. He is not done growing. That's not you're not done at sixteen. He's still got some time. He's going to hit seven seven feet. Look at that. Damn. That was <laughs> a while a big ago. big boy. Yeah, and, and his father's tall, too. I yeah, mean, I Trump's, like, Trump's six, like three, six, five. six three, six four. And now, and that, him, that, that picture of Barron's when he was seven years old. <laughs> so, you just imagine. My gosh. Okay, well, um, there, you, there you go. At least we know if we ever get attacked by the 50-foot woman, we can send him in to to fight her. Get out of here. All right. Now, here's what I want to open up to the audience. This is what I want to open up with the audience. Uh, And while we start taking the calls, I'm going to go through a little bit of a review of what we did on this show. I saw a thread that was, quite frankly, worthy by Viva Fry on Twitter. And here is what he asked his audience, and now I'm going to pass it along to you. What conspiracy theory, and that's in quotations, what so-called conspiracy theory is going to be proven true in 2023? Serious answers only. Now, I want you to keep that in mind if you want to call. You can call now. Quite frankly, is uh, Discord is open. I have a 23 conspiracy line that you can jump into. And then there's also 914-595-6953 that you can call up. There's some really interesting things in this thread alone, but I'd love to hear from this audience what so-called conspiracy theory is going to be proven true in 2023. The Trump time travel conspiracy theory. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Well, somebody's going to have to get him, set him aside and actually talk to him about that. I already said if I ever landed an interview with Donald Trump, I would definitely ask him questions like that. About his, of uncle, his uncle, his, yeah, his uncle John. I would just put it out there. I don't care how, I don't care how much some people are like. I can't believe he wasted time with Donald Trump to ask him about time travel. Why the hell not? At this he, point, he would probably be interested in talking about. He's probably upset that no one ever asks him about his uncle. To be honest, you know, Frank, no one ever asks me about my uncle John. Thank you. I'm going to tell you exactly what happened. Well, no, he likes to. You know, when he does talk about him, you know, he likes you know talking about his uncle. Oh, you've seen him do that before? He, yeah, he tried. Yeah, he does. He talked about his uncle before. But nobody ever asked the time travel no, question. No, no one ever asked the time travel question. Uh, Mr. President, was the the machine active on the night that you won the nomination? Because we heard about Trump Tower being hit by lightning. You know, I, I gotta we got to ask him questions like that. Um, uh, first, a little bit of a review of what we had. I had John Carroll, quite frankly, writer, 
go and run through the entire year. I say, you know what? Give me all the 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 big the big points and the big shows that we did. And I'm sure there's a lot. Remember, the the real essence of this show is all the little moments in between that you miss if you only focus on the big things. But either way, this is a good way to really string along how a a, a year really falls away and melts away from you. On January 5th, 2022, Chinese Humanity super soldiers, I remember talking about that, hybrid, hybrid super soldiers in China, whether or not, I think that was a Mike Adams piece. I think that's where it was. January 22nd of this year, Canadian Trucker Freedom Convoy. The convoy, that was a good one. Uh, February 16th, Hold on a second. Let me make sure that I get this uh, these sound effects muted because Skype is... They love charging you money, but they don't like putting practical things like mute buttons in them. <clears throat> Wants to be a pain in the ass. February 16th, Brandon Strzok came back to the show. That was one of his first interviews back from uh, House Arrest and all, all that other stuff. He had just been on uh, Mark... Mark Levin's show, and he was on with us. That was a great night talking to Brandon Strzok. That's February 16th. You can actually write all these down if you want to go into the archives and listen to them again. February 22nd, Russia invades Ukraine. April 21st, Kathy O'Brien interview. That was a Thursday night here with Rob. June 1st, Utah ritual abuse case starts getting known. Actually, starts really getting known in, in May, I believe. But June 1st, we kicked it off, we're, and we're going to be having some true crime nights with the Zells. I miss Frank and and, uh, and and Jim. I don't know why they haven't called me a while, but we talk all the time. We talk all the time, and we're going to get that together. We have to do Utah updates. I know about the, 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 the quadruple murder in Idaho. I know we have not talked about it on this show because there's so much other stuff going on. I know it was going on. I don't know too much of the details about it, but there's there's some things that are happening right now that I asked the Zells about whether or not they've been paying attention and apparently they have so we'll see we'll see if we can do a night to do a little bit of a roundup on that but I also want to do a big John Bonet night that might be a two-parter it might be a big it might be a two-parter with those guys a look into the John Bonet Ramsey investigation that um, that very few have ever gotten that would be a really interesting night and yes she did exist uh, let's see here. June 24th, Roe versus Wade overturned. July 6th, Georgia Guidestone destroyed. July 7th, CERN, Large Hadron Collider turned back on. July 13th, Leo Zagami interview. August 5th, The Deer Scene. August 8th, Mar-a-Lago raided by the FBI. <clears throat> September 8th, Queen Elizabeth II dies. September 10th, Andrew Bashago in interview. That was a great night. September 21st, G. Edward Griffin interview and my brother's birthday. The G. Edward, we, oh, G. Edward Griffin this year. We got to have him back on. We really do. That was such an honor. September 27th, Nord Stream 2 pipeline sabotaged. October 3rd, Coolio dies. There's much more to that story than, uh, than meets the eye. October 27th, Elon Musk becomes CEO of Twitter. October 31st, Paul Pelosi. <laughs> Uh, Hammergate. <laughs> Hammergate. Hammergate. Dildogate. Dildogate. Double-sided Dildogate. Uh, November 8th, Blood Moon on election night. 
November 10th, Alex Jones ordered to pay $1 billion in damages. Number, uh, November 22nd, Balenciaga. December 1st, Kanye West on InfoWars. December 2nd, Twitter Files Part 1 released. That has started a, uh, a domino effect. It's like Twitter Files 87 right now. December 8th, Merchant of Death Prisoner Exchange. That was anticlimactic. Mm -hmm. December 14th, AOC Climate Change Film Flops. December 16th, New JFK Files, CIA Involved. And December 22nd, John Paul Rice Interview, It's a Wonderful Life. A lot more in between, like I said, but that's just a little bit of a hop, skip, and a jump through a very busy year. And we do a lot of work together. We do a lot of, a lot of living, a lot of joyous celebration, a lot of agony together, and it's all good. All right, let's take some calls. First one up is Patrick. Patrick, do you have a uh, do you have a 2023 conspiracy come true for us? Hold on, I have muted the wrong channel. Go ahead, Patrick, real quick. There you go. 2023. Yeah. Trump's gonna be office <laughs> in the office by January. Hey, let me say something though. Uh, he's doing that 5D thing. You know, he was holding his taxes forever, and he was making these people beg for it. And now he just set a precedence with the, with the Supreme Court that the Biden Pelosi, they all have to be transparent now and show their taxes. Oh, no doubt. I don't know. The guy's a, the guy's a trip. No, no doubt. Listen, yeah. it, it, it comes down to a couple of things. And thank you for the call. So Patrick says that it's gonna he's going to be president in January. That's funny. Um, but... It comes down to a couple of things. Yes, there is the whole, if you know that you've done nothing wrong, you still have to fight on principle. You have to fight on principle. You do not, you have to put up that fight. Regardless, knowing if there is nothing there, you put up the fight knowing that these people eventually could just push past any kind of threshold of what is decent and what is considered a uh, a piece of uh, you know a a private civil liberty that anybody should be able to enjoy to not be molested in this kind of a way by a roving group of political hyenas so 100% there's definitely a lot more here that sets precedent going forward because if you want to talk about financial dealings you want to talk about all the people who need to have their lives financially, the books splayed out and just pined through. Uh, yeah, it, it is. It, that would be an interesting precedent to um, to be acted upon going forward. So we'll see what happens. But up until that point, Donald Trump and anybody out there needs to stand on principle and just fight for the the point that nobody has the right to to go through your stuff for no other reason than they don't like you for no other reason that's 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 the real reason why you have to fight primarily um let's go 914-595-6953 call in and tell us what you think has is going on and i'm going to jump into something else here real quick i know what what conspiracy is going to come true in 2023 what Everyone's gonna find out that Timothy Alberino is the cat, and I'm not the cat. Hey, you're not the cat. I'm not a cat. Well, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to be. Uh, Timothy Alberino will have to mess up in some in some very visible public way. Like his, he thinks that the zoom is off, 
but it's on and and we see and we see him like on his back playing with a ball of yarn on his floor like he's just like pawing at a ball of yarn or something he thinks that he thinks that it's off um i don't know how that happens but I, oh, it, real quick, you know what? I, sorry, did you watch the new Yellowstone uh, uh, show uh, with Harrison Ford? Oh, wait, it's it's already out. Yeah. Oh no, I didn't see it yet. Oh, okay. Because Timothy Alberino kind of reminds me of and has like that swag of um, the the Dutton son in that one. Okay, I gotta check that out. No, I, I know that the the, the mid season finale is this weekend or next weekend. Of of Yellowstone season five. I thought it was supposed to be last weekend, but I guess they skipped. Cause no, they skipped because they probably it's probably next weekend because they're skipping for all the holidays. It's on a Sunday night show, so um, I got to check that out. I didn't know that nineteen twenty three, right? Yeah, I didn't yeah. know. I'm looking forward to it. The eighteen eighty three was so awesome. That that was Sam Elliott's one one of his best one of his best pieces of work. It's a great show. Yeah. And I like, oh, well, you got to, I'm not going to, I almost did a spoiler. Well, you. don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. Lauren and I will watch it this weekend, maybe. Uh, let's see here. I have something over, I want to do, and I want to do the um, couple more. Here's from the thread itself. Some This guy, Larry Foster, says the original order for COVID lockdowns were originated and promoted to Dr. Brooks. And Fauci as DNC strategy for the election. That would be, that would be, that's one of those things where it's probably agreed upon, but they would never be stupid enough to write down. Though there's plenty, there's plenty to show that that they were working the media for political gain behind the scenes, that they were working against the president behind the scenes, and that um, and that there was plenty of money trails that showed that we we offloaded all this gain of function research to a place where they had a little bit more looser ethics uh know, there's, there's a lot there but that that could be interesting the great reset somebody says that's not a that's not a conspiracy when you have the perpetrators are publishing books on it not only, <laughs> 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 that's not a big conspiracy there oh well, it's not a Didn't theory they have that big um conference and it said like new world order in the back or some shit like that yeah and and, and, those, and those are the conferences and the summits they host all year round <laughs> on on top of the the fourth industrial revolution books and the great narrative books and all and the great reset and it, it's everything and i just made a mistake right there by saying if it, they're publishing it it's not a conspiracy no it is a conspiracy it's not a theory and a not not an untrue false theory at that. It's all very real. I mean, I'm, the, the history of the world is the history of conspiracies. Um, that elections all over the world are being rigged in a global coup. I'd like to see that. Someone said ancient aliens. Oh, the aliens. CBDC and the start of the social credit system. Well, if you if you're paying attention to European. Uh, mod, uh, contemporary European history that you know that that's not a uh, that's nothing and of course if you're listening listening to what these people are saying at the world government summits you know that that's not a theory that's too far off they're trying to implement it um, especially with all of the the chips there's more over here and then we'll take a call here is one from Insider Paper published a day or two ago about Nostradamus do you want to hear oh, about this? yeah Nostradamus's predictions 
Nostradamus. Nostradamus. <laughs> Nostradamus. <laughs> Biggest nostrils anybody had ever seen at the time. Nostradamus predictions for 2023, World War III, death of monarchy, and the arrival of the Antichrist. Oh, I think the Antichrist is already here. He what said, monarchy is he talking about? Nostradamus predicts that seven months great war, people dead through evil, will engulf the entire earth in 2023. This might apply to the catastrophic conflict in Ukraine, which has so far been defined by war crimes and high number of civilian fatalities. Although coming a little late to the firefight, Vladimir Putin mm -hmm. comes quite close to personifying the evil. No, that Nostradamus attributes him as a hate monger and death dealer. No, I, I absolutely do not believe so. And that's what happened, dude, right? Winston Churchill was the last person to come uh, before Congress. And then we got into the war, right? The last yeah. like foreign leader or whatever. Yeah, and, and well, the other thing when it comes to this, when it comes to when it comes to people who are heralding the arrival of the Antichrist, it is not going to be a polarizing, such a polarizing figure. You know, when people it's it's Donald Trump, it's uh, it's one person or another. Um, if they have that kind of a polarizing effect, they're not going to be the Antichrist. That's number one. Um, this is somebody that is very seductive and almost universally liked that people start crying out to universally for a solution to a major major exhausting problem and i i i'm, I'm not that's definitely not vladimir putin the prophecy predicts that in the coming year the struggle will intensify into a full-fledged world war which considering a nuclear arsenals at risk might result in apocalyptic levels of devastation according to nostradamus the antichrist will very soon annihilates the three 27 years <clears throat> his war will last the Jeez. unbelievers are dead captive and exiled with blood human bodies water and red hail covering the earth 27 year war yeah you sign your draft card when you're 18 Yes, I did, but we would be too. I don't know. Actually, no, 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 no. one's going to be too old no. at that point. But I'm not going. Are you kidding They're me? Drafting men into their 40s or something. Nobody's taking me away from Might my family. Might even be like 50 something years old. That's not. It's not going to happen. I think in Ukraine, right? That's what it was. Uh, males 18 through 50 or 60 had to stay. You weren't allowed to leave because men are expendable. We have to go back into the. We have to go back into the third, the three world wars, the Illuminati prophecies, uh, especially when it comes to the final social cataclysm, as, as the, it was called. The final social cataclysm, which was meant, which heralds the Luciferian world order that they've been building toward all these hundreds of years, if not thousands of years but especially hundreds of years since the, the plot has been published and retooled and tinkered with in very, um, I mean, it's available ways. Like I said, we'll go into it. But that last one is supposed to be a pitting of the atheists and the Christians together, having them destroy each other. Because, of course, the atheists are, the in the Illuminati's eyes, the most useful of idiots on the ground atheist communist types those that's what they that's what they had built up because they act they had created communism as well which is driven largely by atheism and um and godlessness because you're you're pretty much deifying 
the state, which could never actually fulfill any of the needs of, of free human beings. So it's one of those things that we got to talk about again. That would be a good deep dive night. Maybe one night that we do that with, with Ryan Gable or anybody else that we know, Leo Zagami. I'm sure that he'll touch on several themes in that conversation right there when we have him on in a week or two. Yeah, I don't think that war would last 27 years, man, because they would be at war with Christians, with the Jews, and with the Muslims. That war would not last 27 years. Well, the Muslims would put up the greatest fight because the, the Christian world, by and large, has been made into very mm-hmm. weak, very, very weak, very weak. There are, yes, there are people of great faith, people that are of great faith that are willing to fight and, and will fight with great ferocity but we we can't we cannot deny what has been done through the process of deballing western culture in general which was only made which was only able to reach such heights because of christianity so yeah that's uh that's something else i also have a little bit of a a catastrophe a little bit of a an old uh, this is a little bit of an old prediction we can see how well it has come true. This was going into 2021. 2020 going into 2021, uh, a little bit of Nostradamus, but also Anthony gave us some, my brother Anthony gave us some New Year's wishes and thoughts. Uh, take a listen to this. You might remember this. Hey, everyone. Anthony Benson here. I just want to say Happy New Year to everybody. I hope you have a great night. Enjoy your time with your family. Stay safe. Don't spread germs. I'm sick. I'm nursing myself to health. I'm better. I feel a little bit better, but still, I've become quite unfortunate in this year of plague. And I just want to say that if Nostradamus and his predictions are anything close to accurate for 2021, we're going to be seeing a lot more shit. I'm talking tidal waves. I'm talking... World War Three, zombie apocalypse, you name it. <laughs> Strap in. It's about to get a hell of a lot worse. Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs> love you. I love I love the I love the love you at the end. Love you. <laughs> Let's listen to that last 10 seconds again. Hold on. Zombie apocalypse, you name it. Strap in. It's about to get a hell of a lot worse. Happy New Year, everybody. Love you. (laughs) Happy New Year, everyone. Oh. <laughs> I know. I know. So much. So much to think about. All right. 914-595-6953. What do you think? Oh, wait. We have somebody. We've got... Uh, here we go. <laughs> hey, Unique Genetics. Are you there? I am here. Allegedly. Allegedly. Welcome, Gene. <laughs> Hi, guys. Matt, you stole my fucking conspiracy, man. What? 
Which one? That you're, you and Alberino are gonna be proven as cats. I'm not a cat. Other people. See? See? People are thinking. Ooh. They're thinking that. I would not have even thought of that. Only this audience would have come up with that. I'm glad. No, that... literally. He said it. I was like, what the f? Damn. If I was gonna be any type of animal, I'd, I'd probably be like. George some... Washington? No, I'd probably be like an eagle. An eagle? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a cat. I'm not a cat. Hi guys, happy new year. Uh, Jeanette, what what are you doing this uh, this New Year's Eve? Actively avoiding interacting with most common humans. Oh, geez. So, so do you have a small little gathering planned? Is it a just uh, just you? What is it? What's it going to be? Me and my wiener dog Bean hanging out, and then I'm going to link with my mom and everybody tomorrow. So that'll be good that now that great. the Clinton-esque weather has ended. The yeah. souls. You're, you're right. You're right. Where are you? Well, you don't have to tell us exactly where you are. but Earth. Where, okay, how bad oh. was it the last week or so? Did you get oh a lot of snow? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It was negative 21 centigrade for two days. Wow. It was shocking. So, like, Fahrenheit is ridiculous. I don't understand. This country's weird. Um you have to do a lot of math for the logic, but it was colder than a Clinton soul. Facts. Wow. Wow. Negative yeah. 20. Wait, what is that? Negative 20 centigrade. What is it? Negative 50? Fuck. It's usually Coldest about fuck. half. Yeah. yeah. So, I know yeah. something like that. Like negative 40 something? Shit. Now we it was, yeah, it was bonkers. Like, it was really, really wild. Lots of water main bus. I mean, I don't know. Georgia, I'm in the metro area of um, Atlanta. And it's like they did some preparatory measures for a change, which were a little bit redundant as it would be with the uh, brine, I think it's called, on the on the freeway or what have you. So we had an ice apocalypse once and it didn't go so well for folks. Yeah. But this one was, um, yeah, it was crazy. I've never seen the temperature literally drop 21 degrees in an hour, two hours fully, 17 and then 21. That was it. It, it was it was the speed the speed with Within which it fell. Two hours. Yeah. Yeah. We felt it up hours. here too, and like I said, we were relatively unscathed. We had we were in oh. single digits, felt like negatives with the wind chill, but we did not get one fl flake of snow. Not it, a single one. Not a like, flake. what the fuck is the point of precipitation in cold weather if it can't be a frosty flake for fuck's sake? I know, I know, but we didn't get it. Oh, we will. It, just like in February, we get all. I feel like we get all of our snowstorms in February these days. So yeah, we'll, typically. We'll see what happens. It's the coldest Indeed. One. Well, thanks for the call. I'm sorry that Matt stole your thunder. Well, he didn't steal my thunder. I'll just wrap it up with basically a conspiracy theory that will be proven whatever, is that uh, COVID was a gas, y'all. Y'all silly with your little jabs, honey. Experiment much. You can't deny it anymore. And also 2022 sucked. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Yeah. I'm glad that we were All able. Right, we had our little yeah. our little flotation device over here. Uh, quite Fuck frankly, sake, dude. Yeah. I mean, my family back home in South Africa and here, 24 people of consequence have passed in the last now almost two and a half years. Wow, in your life. Yes. Hey, I, so you you are you're a native South African. I am. I barely identify with this place except for George Washington, Matt. And, um, yeah, they wouldn't even renew my visa or allow an extra week on my visa last visit home 
which everybody I saw has passed now, um, they said I vacated my patriotism and I was fucking naturalized. My parents fought this thing. I was drugged and stolen to this land way after it was not cute. Wow. Right before the buildings. And like, good, this is the adults I have to trust. Well, well, we have to, well, maybe we have to talk a little bit about your backstory one day on the show again. When next time you call in, because there's a lot of questions I could probably ask, but we're uh, we're, we're I, I gotta yes, go yes. up against the the intermission break, and we got to take more at the other end. But thanks for the call, Jeanette. I hope that you have a great weekend wherever the hell you're going to spend it. No other option. Do the same, guys. Ciao for now. Be well. Take care. There you go. What do you think about that? Seems like she's been on a little bit of a journey. Yeah, it sounds like it. It's going to get a hell of a lot worse. It's going to get a little worse. Gary, get back to Langley. <clears throat> All right, we're going to be right back, ladies and gents. It's 7, it's 8 o'clock. We're going to take more of your calls. I have great things to jump into. We have George Washington. We also have to do a, uh, I, have, I have a little bit more that came in from the audience on Astro Charts. I got more 2022 review. We've got the December sponsor raffle winner right after this. All that. Don't go anywhere. Welcome to Intermission. We'll we'll be right back. Yeah. Intermission. Quite frankly. 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 Quite So everybody watch, quite frankly, with Frank. Quite frankly. How dare you? children that listen sorry they don't want, I don't they, should, they shouldn't hear the G word <laughs> oh man okay um I want to say something else with this Nostradamus thing that I just thought about 
over the short break. The article that I read through last week about Pope Francis announcing the arrival of uh, a so-called elegant demon, an elegant demon. It should not be completely discounted. It really shouldn't. Um, I mean, elegant demon is a really great, remarkable way of describing what we've already been told about the coming of an antichrist, the antichrist, and the stage has really been set. It's been set with a lot. I mean, they've completely mapped out, as we were talking about in the last segment, completely mapped out the Great Reset, and the and inside of that is the introduction to the transhumanist beast system, the shots, the passport chips, the Neuralink, the Starlink, the Metaverse. I mean, it's... If you can't see the pieces that have now suddenly been emptied out of the box and are being slowly arranged on the table in front of us, then I don't know what to tell you. I mean, that, that that's real. The only problem is that when someone like Francis says something like that, I can't help but to wonder about what kind of an inverse is being built into this public address. Is it, is it, could it be a moment of repentance and clarity? Or is he heralding something else? I don't know. What I'm, I guess what I'm saying is I don't doubt that we are closer than ever before to that biblical apocalyptic endgame. But Francis as a messenger is puzzling. So, speaking of Antichrist in 2023 and mystic messages and all that, I just wanted to put that out because that is a that is a recent headline we did that just a couple days ago i got this over here before we get into the super chats mike the psychic sent this in he said this was actually a couple of days before dmitry medvedev published his thread on what he thinks is going to happen in the next year which we did in the lead up to jeff Harmon's astrological segment with us last night on the show this was from mike the psychic sent it to me. He said, Frank, it's an astro triple whammy. And this was before Medvedev. He said, could this happen? Here's a scenario. Republican House Speaker becomes president after generals put the sniffer in the hospital. While Kabbalah, Kamala, resigns during deep retrograde. Then everything flips upside down after January 20th. Generals revolt against globalist neocon faction in control. Uh, I don't know. Oh, that's all has to happen in the next couple of weeks. Can you imagine living through that movie? So are you saying that the generals revolt against globalist neocon faction in control? That there would be, I mean, we we know what the Joint Chiefs are all about. We know the the kind of generals that have been out there talking about needing to get white rage examined more closely at the Pentagon. So what generals, they're going to revolt against globalist neocon faction and, and stand by what? Is it going to be a positive change or I didn't even, I guess I should have asked this in the email. I didn't even see this part, but that being posited, this is what he said about the actual Astro. Hold on. There's a fire somewhere. Here's what he said. In the next three weeks, as far as the celestial alignment above us, the next three weeks from now until January 20th, there will be murky and confusing energy, gridlock. Mars retrograde until January 12th. Mercury retrograde December 29th until January 18th. 
Uranus, which represents change and surprise, goes direct out of retrograde January 20th. Now, I don't know any of this stuff, but he's mapping it out. When does Russia escalate in Ukraine is the question, most likely after January 20th. What's unprecedented, he said. He said the last time Pluto entered Aquarius was 1775, lasting 20 years, which culminated in Freemason French Revolution, beheading the Catholic royal family in 1793, and immediately after 1795, the rise of Napoleon. Another thing unprecedented, Pluto in Aquarius, March 24th to May 1st, 2023 high chance between those times march 24th to may 1st high chance nuclear conflict that shatters that right there if it did come to that he says would shatter shatter old power structures pluto enters aquarius march 24th 2023 averse to venus uranus and the north node and lunar solar eclipse goes retrograde may 1st departing aquarius june 11th i don't know what any of this stuff means I'm just looking for the uh, the juicy uh, fallout. June 11th to return January 22nd, 2024. Adverse to solar eclipse April 20th. Some lunar eclipse May 5th. There's an eclipse on April 20th? Solar eclipse April 20th and lunar eclipse May 5th. So on 420, we're getting ourselves an eclipse, boy. Oh, yeah. And we, it, you know, we might not even be here by then. But, yeah, uh, there might be a new nuclear war. We might be glass. Uh, over on to the Super Chats, and then I want to announce this winner real quick. It's a, a great, great prize. It really is. First one up is Gino. Gino says, a cigar, glass of dogfish, Francis and Matt, no better way to finish the year. Love you guys. Happy New Year. Here's to turning this stink, this sinking ship around in 2023 yes here is to that though i have nothing fun to toast you with i have my water i have water too absolute water is moisture moisture is life right and moisture is the essence of wetness or moisture is the <laughs> essence of beauty i have that i have i have that commercial you want to watch it sure hold on a second i think i got the black lung pop <laughs> Wait a second, where is it? Zoolander, that might be right there. Uh, Merman. Ready? All I ever wanted to uh, do no. was make you proud of me, Pop. No, that's not with it. With what? Your male modeling? <laughs> Prancing around in your underwear with your wiener hanging out for everyone to see? <laughs> You're dead to me, boy. You're more dead to me than your dead mother. I just thank the Lord she didn't live to see her son as a mermaid. Merman. <coughs> Merman. And it turns out that Ben Stiller really is Zoolander in real life because you remember he was one of the uh, the, the, the the Hollywood puppets that met up with that Zelensky guy, and like, wow, I'm in, like in awe of you. Is, yeah. Who is that weird-looking person? Who? That one right there? That no. When Zelensky came, there's like some really looked like a black wig with glasses, an old lady or something. Oh, the bony, the Who bony crypt keeper. She, her name is uh, Rosa Deloro or something. She's a house. She's a house representative from Connecticut. 
Yeah, I, I, I said that, that that picture right there was the, the picture that really encapsulated 2022. And we went into a little bit of a deep dive on why. And um, But yeah, I'm glad, a lot of people notice the same thing. When something just is not right, it's just, it's just not right. AT says, I would like to remind everyone, please help Doc Keck reach his 2000 give send go goal to appeal his case for informed consent. He's one of us. This is how we can help fight back. Bless new new years to you, Frank, and all your loved ones, fellow Franklies. I love you all. Uh, Doc Keck, where, where, where did he post it? Did he post it in the discord? Has he posted it in the... Let me know where he posted it, and what we can do is we can add it to the the blog that he has on that we have already put up there to follow along with his fight every step of the way on quitefrankly.tv. We can just add that link into the blog post. Just send me the link in email, and I'll make sure it gets into the blog, and then I'll just keep plugging that. Dooku Dan says David Lynch's favorite composer. Yes, Angelo Badalamenti uh, uh, just passed away of natural causes on December 11th. This what? Oh, he just died? I thought he was dead. A- age of 85 at his home in Lincoln Park, New Jersey. David Lynch paid tribute on his daily podcast. Um, Hold on, I got to see this. Wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. I got to see this. Every day, David Lynch goes on his YouTube to give the to give a weather report. Jow day. Jow day. I got to hear this. Good morning. It's December 12, 2022, and it's a Monday. Here in L.A., it's raining, cloudy, very still right now. 45 degrees Fahrenheit. It's around 7 Celsius. <laughs> Today, no music. This afternoon, it'll be going up to only 55 degrees Fahrenheit. That's around 13 Celsius. And this Doesn't... rain will continue till maybe late morning and then begin to taper off it'll be very cloudy the clouds will he's got 375,000 subscribers this is all he does for the most part he's put out little tiny things there too but hold on last couple of seconds these weather reports every day no longer than a minute and it's only the local weather where he is in LA yeah thin and there is a chance for blue skies and golden sunshine all along the last of the way. Everyone, have a great day. So the no music reference, that was just for Angelo, I guess. I did not know that he died. I know that he did come back to do music for season three in 2017, but that's some of the the best theme song, most recognizable yeah. theme songs yeah. and, and uh, soundtrack you can get, the, the Twin Peaks stuff. So, rest in peace. Let's see. Uh, 46 minutes ago, Stostube. Frank and Matt, could you please do the Stostubes a favor tonight and throw a wonderful shout-out to the one and only spectacular Lily of the Valley 
for her upcoming birthday this Sunday, January 1st. Happiest of happy two birthdays. Uh, before your happies, before two days before your birthday, Lily and happy New Year's, gents. Yes, Lily, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Lily. She's great. Lily has sent you gifts in the past, too, like some of those little those little uh, packages that come through, little, little, little trinkets and stuff that either go to, to random members of the show. Yeah. Lily's a good good person. Uh, let's see here. What else do we have? Albert Frederick says, no matter what 2023 is going to be great, Frank, because that's my choice. The WEF is doing an awesome job of bringing people together. Wonderful. Well, well said, Albert. Uh, we are getting closer to the top now. Can you feel it yet? It's a very exciting time. Albert, I mean, happy new year. Cup of coffee. You know, I wish Albert would take on that mentality a lot more. Uh, instead of that, instead of getting really manic and jokery about things, and we don't know where he's kind of going some nights, right there, a little bit of everything, and uh, and easy to get through. Thank you for that, Albert. I like like ending the year with thoughts like that. Doc Keck, oh here he is, says everything must go, including informed consent from a state agency participating in Section Five Six Four by participating in release of a medical countermeasure by EUA for a virus of public health threat because they are considered non-investigational research. Doc Keck has put a lot of time into this. Revolution said, Happy New Year, Frank. A shameless moment of self-aggrandizement. Wish me a happy New Year's Eve birthday. Thanks for the great content in 2022. It really helped me power through a shit show of a year. Onward and upward for 2023. For the love of God, please... 23 you know a happy birthday and i never considered a new year's eve birthday what that would be like because did your parent do your parents and your family and friends blow their load on you for uh christmas and there's nothing really left over for new year's i don't know how close and pro like my mother's birthday is the 27th of december i have to imagine that her birthdays were a lot lighter than what they would have been if Christmas wasn't just a couple days before and I guess it all shakes out but maybe not maybe it doesn't all shake out when they're that close together like if you had a, a December if you have a April birthday like me when you're so far away from Christmas are people more inclined to get a couple of extra things just because you didn't just present them with a stack of presents a couple of days before for a major holiday um I, that's definitely within it's within a week of Christmas having a birthday on New Year's Eve but um, I guess having your birthday on a holiday or a certain kind of day of I don't know a significant date like that it'd be better to have one on a day like New Year's Eve than on a on a Christmas because New Year's Eve is not necessarily a gift giving holiday so your birthday being on a new year's eve actually makes it a gift giving holiday that's pretty cool i don't know that's almost like you're doing more of a favor for the birth the date than it's doing for you but still all right one day ago silky johnson that was over there all right silky johnson. <laughs> now over to rockfin on rockfin and guys the lines are open we're gonna be taking more of your calls right now todd fife says don't shoot shoot me if i never send you another tip this year remember the tips keep coming next year oh please 
Don't worry. Don't worry. Todd, you are uh, you're a a rock out there in Rockfin land. Thank you so much for everything this year. Thanks for just hanging out, though, most of all. Chris, Chris Wall, thank you for your wonderfully generous tip at the end of the year. A nice nightcap with you all. And Twisted Wizard, Happy New Year, Franklys. What a year. Best apocalypse ever. I agree. And I'm excited for what comes next. Over onto the Rumble. Uh, Stephen Ellis. Stephen Ellis says the episode with Timothy Gordon about St. Thomas Aquinas was on October 13th, 2021. I remember that episode just like the caller the other night who brought it up. Very impactful. Happy New Year to all. You know what? I think it was. Yes. And that makes a lot of sense because it was October 13th. Was it the, was that Friday the 13th though? Let's see. October 13th, 2021. No, no, that was a Wednesday. When was the Friday, the October the 13th announcement from the Fatima announcement? Ah, whatever. Anyway, okay, it wasn't that. So October 13th, anybody wants to talk about, that was a really great episode. The 13th of 21, really great episode. I've got, I got several life-changing or emails about lives being changed after that, that episode, because it was mostly about, it was mostly about proving the existence of God and in actually attaining a level of knowing for certain that God exists. What does that do to the prospects of faith? You don't need to have faith in things that you know for sure now exists. What does that do? Almost like the Constantine scenario. Like, you know how in that movie Constantine, he, you know, there's not a lot of room for what faith does for a person when you have replaced it with absolute knowledge. So that was a great night of just asking questions and philosophy and Aristotle. So go and hang out and enjoy that on your own time. All right, over on Foxhole, and then we're going to take some take some calls, more calls. Actually, we'll just go right now. Chris from the Berkshires, you're up right now. Hey, Frank, what's going on? Uh, Matt, Happy New Year, both of you guys. Happy New Year, man. Um, so my prediction, the biggest conspiracy that's going to come through is King is going to find a contest winner, and he's going to make <laughs> some lucky lady out there a very happy woman. That is that is my bold prediction. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love how the yeah. I love how the rules of, of King's contest continued to evolve as time goes on. <laughs> and, and, and it was and it became more and more favor of him, where where the woman the woman has to first offer her offer herself up. For, self up. She has to pay for his travel. She has to, like all the things that came out. I said, this is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He's like, no, no, you got to kick me out to dinner too. Yeah. So arguably the best contest I've ever heard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, on a on a different side, I would say, you know, I, I would love to see this whole Ukraine thing blow up. But we're still watching people walk around in masks and shit like that. Uh, other than that, you guys have a have a great have a great New Year. It's awesome. Keep up the good work, guys. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for all the great calls throughout the year. I appreciate it. Here's a call from Art from New York. How you doing, Art? Hey, Frank. Hey Art, hey, you, you just gotta turn uh, uh, Art. You gotta turn that the uh, the stream down in the background. We can hear it. I just did. Okay, great. Go ahead. It's great to have you on the last day of the year. Same here, man. Uh, the, uh, 
I, I have no connection to the numbers, but I have a connection to the moment as far as I breathe, watching your your, your prospect of living. And um, I would say that like one of um, my best prediction of uh, conspiracy fallout is like the J6. Hmm. Like uh, what happened with the uh, subpoena? You know, they took off uh, Trump of the subpoena. So therefore, like the judges need to let go of the poor people. Hey, you know what, our political. You know what, our I've got a question for you, and because because this this is where I really I think you 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 shine too uh, over the years when you call in and you talk about just uh, you know life and 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 whatnot. Uh, this is a uh, message I got from a woman named Catherine who watches the show, and she's from the UK. And she said, you know, she talks about how she really enjoys the show. It's a great mix of irreverence and reverence for me. But here's what she asks, and I thought that maybe you can start us off with this. With all that's coming out, like the whole series of tidal waves, I want to ask, how do we meet this all, all this revelation, all of this, uh, you know, this ugliness? How do we meet all of that with love and with courage? I'm all about healing, but how do we support this? Uh it's like um, uh, yeah, that may like sound like a joke, but like if uh, people feel lonely and if people feel um, so so less, all they have to do is take their shoes and walk in the land barefoot, regenerate like this soul regenerate the the battery of the soul no one will take our backbone of our constitution down nobody because the law is the law but but art but and i i get what you say there to be able to 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 continue to find good ways to kind of like fluff up and recharge the soul but for somebody like Catherine who is asking these questions as just a you know a, an inhabitant of the earth not an american citizen who sees that we are you know we're, we're at a time of great re- revelation for peoples of all nations um ha- can you speak a little bit more broadly outside of the united states and our constitution Oh my goodness! Guess what? Um, worse than the justice inside our land, who are not taking um, their oath as hard. Guess what? Around the world, in the world, the world the court, they are they are bought by the, the masters too. So, where are we going? Like, in, in, uh, to the high court? No, 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 no. We're not going to the high court. We are going to deal with our business inside of, of our courts. That's how are we going to deal with our business. We need to clean up our business first, inside of our land. We, we don't need to go to the, the higher court of the uh, high or to the United Nations. We signed for the United Nations, 
but before signing for the United Nations, our justice, justices or judges signed for the oath. That's it. That's the whole problem. That's, that's the whole problem there, though, Art. And, and I think that's that's what a lot of people like Catherine are struggling with. They 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 wish that that was a an option, an option like that. That seems like there's a much bigger war that has to be waged to make sure that those those places like courtrooms could ever be trusted again and 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 how how do you deal how do you deal with people um who are so i don't know diabolical as to seize these institutions to go and enact uh, enact their will and push their evil will on so many hundreds of millions of people how do you deal with that with love and courage that's that's real i have to i have to take some more calls Art, but i i can't wait for more calls from you in the uh in the new year and thank you for everything look at that look at that. just to say yeah. uh, my will is my faith in love and hope and nobody would take it from me it's written in my dna and i would never give it up to anybody that's why I asked. That's exactly why I asked you, Art, because you always uh, you always come at the conversation from that standpoint, and um, and I uh, I thought that you guys you would be the perfect person at the perfect time to talk about this. So thank you so much, and I'll talk to you soon. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, and Happy New Year to everybody, guys. Take care. Okay, so um, yeah, that's uh, that's going to be the question of our time. It really is. How are you going to act when you are, when you come face to face with unpleasantries? Because you can't become them, can't become them. Same time, you can't be pushed around. And, yeah, hey, like as we said, the reset button had to be hit. It was always going to be a question of who was going to be doing the resetting. So... Let's be on the lookout for that. Let's take a call. Oh, here's another one. Mark Swan just came in. I have a couple more. Oh, and I have to get around to the the winner. So let me do this, and then I'll do that. Mark Swan. Frank, can we get Art's address so we can send him some batteries for his smoke detector since it's been chirping for at least a month at this point? <laughs> this is why I pay attention to so much many little details on this show because the the recall that people have that they know that art's problems with his with his smoke detector has been going on for at least over a month (laughs) what is that woofing sound do you hear that i heard like a metal drop noise before it sounds like somebody's tapping on a microphone are you shaking your leg or something? No, I'm actually not. I usually am, but I'm not actually right now. I'll, it's just, it's it's annoying as hell. I don't know what the hell it is. I don't hear it. Carlito Carreras. There it is. Did you hear that? I'm not going nuts. No. I got to figure that out because it's going to make me go absolutely insane. Carlito Carreras says, this is my third year anniversary. I've been a Frankly, and I turned 51 on New Year's Eve at 11.55 p.m. Wow. Imagine that, arriving at 11.55. Your mother has literally two minutes to catch her breath before the countdown. Mm -hmm. What time were you born, do you know? 7.37. In the morning? P.m. 7.37, I think 7.38 p.m. I love to close out the year with saying, 
with you saying happy birthday Carlos I've no one yet in my tribe who could do this so I'm doing it myself because I want to hear you say it happy birthday Carlos Carlos <laughs> from uh what's her call what? Freddy Krueger oh Carlos <laughs> happy birthday Carlos 11.55 imagine that okay are you ready for the winner this was this was digitally randomized by Lauren. All of the names of our monthly subscribers pulled from Foxhole, Subscribestar, Squarespace, directly through quitefrankly.tv, and Patreon. And of our subscribers, here is the winner for not only December 2022, yeah, actually just December 2022, the gold bar winner, five grams, some coffee, and who the hell knows what else? Cassie Fields. Casey Fields. I think, because I see the the uh, address here, I mean, the uh, the email address, may be married to a longtime supporter of the show, Timothy Fields. I know he's been a, uh, a patron for years now, so it's a familiar name. And congratulations, get a little bit of gold and a little bit of co uh, coffee. And here's the other thing, folks. My friends, Tony at Wise Wolf Gold and Silver, they are going to start offering up ounces, rounds of, of silver as monthly giveaways. And they'll, of course, they'll be mailing it out to you. So they're going to be getting in. We're going to be doing a lot more giveaways and raffles and stuff like that. And it'll be fun. And Precious Metals has got to stay a part of it. It has to. So... Congratulations to the Fields household. And there you go. All right. All right. What do I have? Babylon B, you want to do a couple of those? Sure. All right. Let's do Babylon B. First one up. The woofing is going to make me I go don't hear it. insane. I got to figure out what it is. Uh, first one up is this. Hold on, let me, let me move Matt over here. There you go. Headlines. Trump thanks Democrats for releasing best, most beautiful tax returns ever. <laughs> I mean, you don't want to, you know, seriously, you don't want people seeing your posts and losses. At the same time, it's just a, a normal thing in business. You have ups and downs. And if you are a smart person, you can take those downturns in business and use it to alleviate your tax burdens. Thousands of Spirit Airline passengers disappointed their flights weren't canceled. <laughs> Spirit Airlines sucks. Well, it is just economy of the economy. Class. Lego set Nerf gun Xbox lose out to Christmas wrapping paper tubes again. It's true. Those are the best things to play with. The tubes. The wrapping paper tubes. Saw that. Air for airports forced to hire extra security to guard thousands of stranded bags from Sam Brinton. <laughs> <laughs> Egghead. Matt Damon. Weirdest. Weirdest. Should have done something else. Should have done something else with that head. Should have gotten the implants. Do it, done whatever. Did not, not a good bald head. Not a good. Looks like an egghead. Yeah, but, you know, deserve the government job. Chaos erupts as Twitter introduces new top eight friends feature. 
<laughs> what does that mean? I don't get it. That's from um, what was that? What was that called? MySpace. Remember, you had like your top friends or something. Oh wow! And I guess this would make people jealous. That's the case. I remember that. In and yeah. Oh, this is the funny one. New Canadian operation game just has you murder the patient. <laughs> You just got Aurora, an, uh, a game operation, Op no? Yeah, operation. I can't wait to play that with her. She loved all the stuff you guys got her. You, Mike, I mean, everybody, was, uh, she loved it all. Gotta still give you guys your little gifts. Oh, Lauren and I, with that, that portrait of me and Lauren, that was hilarious. Matt and went and got uh, Lauren, Lauren's face and my <laughs> face superimposed into those like elegant Victorian yeah, era King Louis and his wife so wasn't King Louis beheaded though no one of them was I think there's a bunch of Louis you're the one that uh, was cool with the United States well this one I it was incredible because both of our eyes are blue I said what is going on here so she wants to hang it up at home I said I should bring that to the studio <laughs> she said no then I can't see it so that was great. One more. Scholars believe Cain murdered Abel out in a field so that the elf on the shelf would not see it. <laughs> you don't want to. You don't want to be seen doing that in front of the shelf. Man who used to be sad when he got socks for Christmas now sad when he doesn't get socks for Christmas. It's true. Everything gets flipped around. Mary holding out hope for a fourth wise man to be bearing an air fryer. Everybody wants one of those things now. Headline, oh no, Zelensky shoots his eye out with a rocket launcher he got for Christmas. <laughs> oh man, it was good. It was a good year for Babylon B, but then again, it's it's always been it's always been a good year for the Babylon B for as long as they're around. I have a few more other things here that I want to do with you, Matt. Here's one thing, as far as we're, we're talking about 2022, the best of, the worst of, and the weirdest. Well, there's a little bit of worst and a little bit of weird. What did we get stuck in our rectums last year? It should be said, what we should, we should be asking is, what did Paul Pelosi get stuck in his rectum this year? Fists, car keys, a bar of soap, a roll of quarters. Uh, micro machines. Micro machines. Well, listen to they this. They built the ramp right, right up into his anus. His anus. <laughs> he said this. If you ever put anything inside yourself and gotten it out again, <laughs> without. <laughs> if you've ever put anything inside of yourself and gotten it out again without <laughs> needing medical attention, congratulations. Things went way better for you than they did for so many other poor souls. This is a tribute to American ingenuity, American perseverance, and above all, American recklessness. All reports here are taken from the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission's database of emergency room visits. All descriptions are verbatim, and always remember that a flared <laughs> base is your best friend. Uh, as always, objects are sorted by orifice, starting with so working its way south. So we start with the ear. These are things that have actually been reported stuck in people's ears this year. Cockroach. BB that has been shot from a distance. Oh. That uh, might not be that bad if it's from a distance. Well, if it's like with a um, like a, a daisy, 
the uh, you know what you call it. Yeah. Th- those aren't that bad. Yeah, no, it'd be like just getting hit with a twenty-two. Was seen for let's see here. Was seen for an earache, but found to be positive for cocaine metabolites. So cocaine was in there or crack. An insect in the ear, a yeah. charger, charger in the ear, computer stylus in the ear, stuck in the ear. What? How do you get a, sty- a stylus that you, you would write onto a screen and you can actually write? Um, how can you get it stuck in your ear, though? I mean, those things are long. It was an adult? I, I don't know. Well, if it was an adult, def- I can tell you who they were for. It's definitely a punctured eardrum. Oh, that's... Uh, no doubt. Cufflink. <sighs> a cufflink stuffed in the ear. Listen to this. Tried using a knife to cut it out, but it was unsuccessful. Oh, oh, really? They got a cufflink stuck in the ear, and then when they tried cutting it out with a knife, they were unable to do it. Think about that. It was a fucking magnet or something. Yeah, that's... A high-powered magnet. Yeah. Quick, give me a (laughs) high-powered magnet. (laughs) Got one of those on hand. Go to the garage. (laughs) It's just stuck in there so much it just pulls... The whole person goes with it. get to the garage, get the high-powered magnet, or else this thing's not coming out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or a fucking, I don't know, some type of suction thing. I don't know. You could have tied a little rope to it and then have a mule walk away. Or slam a door. Uh, wet tissues in both ears. Wet tissues. What? That's... I don't know. Monkey noodle. A monkey noodle. Two earbuds in the same ear canal. Wow. How? I don't know. Big ears? Some people have some big canals, man. A uh, plastic owl had to be a small one, like maybe those Happy Meal owls. Yeah. You remember when? Yeah. You know, or maybe a little. A plastic sword, a lollipop thermometer. Here's one mistakenly used shoe glue instead of eardrops. Can you imagine? Shoe glue. Uh, that's definitely. Uh, that's definitely going to be surgery. Uh, I can probably soften it up with something and make it into some, you know, gelatinous thing they can extract. I don't know. You got to watch out. It doesn't. It doesn't dissolve and fall deeper into the ear. Uh, lighter fluid, air freshener bead, piece of ice cream cone, a push pin, doing magic trick at a school, put a pencil eraser in the ear and was able to, unable to retrieve it. That I can hear. That I can see. Uh, glow stick, battleship game piece. Those are mm. big. Well, there's a couple small ones. Unless it's travel size. They have travel size battleship, and those are those are real yeah, small. Yeah, but I think they have a piece that just takes up, like, one piece or two pieces. The the little, the smaller ship? Yeah. The two-shot the two shot piece. Yeah. Um, candle wax. Fruit fly was on her headphone, which she put in her ear and felt it buzzing. Use hydrogen peroxide to kill the fly, but with persistent burning discomfort in ear, unsure if the fly is still alive. Now, the nose, there's a whole bunch of stuff. Rice, vitamin D, flour, an orange peel, glue, diesel fuel, stuck up the nose. But here's the throat, the throat. A steak knife was stuck in the throat. A small flashlight, SIM card, glue stick. Thumbtack was holding curtains up at the window. Patient inhaled deeply near the tack, then coughed and swallowed the thumbtack, confirmed on x-ray. Bingo chip, a dog toy, a cat toy, golf pencil, magic wand, hair clip, laser pointer, yogurt foil, a yogurt foil. 
and a small key to a diary. That's how that's how important the diary was. I'll just shit this out later. You want to see what was stuck in people's penis? Ah. Uh, okay. Huh? This is listen, this is our this is our race. This is the human race. All right? You must be ready for this. In the peni of the world, a car key. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! I am about to start throwing up. A wooden spoon. A wooden spoon. A nail. This is all sexual, you know. This is all sexual. People are doing this. Uh, a pencil. Listen to this. This is a quote from the report. Some beads. Some beads. I'm getting very woozy. I know you are too. Seven-inch silicon tube. Oh, no! Why? We're so sick. We're so sick. We're so sick. We've all got... Everybody's got problems, but some of us are sicker than others. Let's be honest. Some of us are way sicker. Comb teeth. A piece of soap. Here's one. A quote. Ceiling fan chain in his penis hole stated it's been there since his shower at nine last night. I just don't understand. I just don't understand. Ceiling chain a ceiling fan chain. You look at that and you said, I can do it. I can do that. I can pull it off. I don't even want to tell you the next one. Screwdriver tip. Uh, inflatable sex toy. Inflatable sex toy in your penis? What are you talking about now? He didn't know how to use it. Cell phone charger and 14-inch cord. They stuffed, they fed in 14 inches. Like, it's the it's the, 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 the device at the bottom of the... The, uh, the, the vacuum that sucks the thing back in. The cord. This is just not right. The the vagina? You want to see what people put in the vagina? That shouldn't bother me that much because I don't have one of those. Or maybe I do. A coin, a coin in the vagina. That 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 might have been a child or something uh, like that. So maybe a magic trick. <laughs> um, a screw. Oh man, I was holding a pen near her vagina when the cap dislodged and stuck inside. No. Yeah, sure. No. Sure. No. That's like what I told the doctor about my little episode in fifth grade. Well, when you had a uh, pen tip uh, no. jammed up your uh, anus? No, no, it was a... It was a um... Kids, get out of here. You know what? I should have said get out of here once we got to peni. But get out of here. It was, with the, it was a, a story about self-pleasure. When you're just learning about it and things are just happening anyway... It's embarrassing to talk to that, you know, talk about that, especially with a doctor in front of your mother. So you make up stupid excuses as to why you might have been, uh, you know, chafing yourself to a point of whatever. I was holding a pen near my vagina and the cap just dislodged and stuck inside like a lawn. It just jumped inside like the, the old man, the old man with the, uh, the, the World War I artillery round in his ass in, in, in France. Didn't know how he got up there. 
Nail polish bottle. Unscented soap bar. Oh, any soap inside of there. Don't do that. Soap dispenser in the vagina. And a spatula. Spatula. Here's the rectum. Nothing beats the rectum on this list. Okay. Plastic toy fish. Small bird toy. A silver magnet. Yeah, you need to get a magnet to get it out. Yeah, you need, yeah. You know what he was trying to do? He was trying to get his cufflinks out of his ass. And the cufflinks drew the magnet in. It was just too by the cuff. Here's a quote. Sent in by wife for possible 16-ounce glass bottle in rectum. The wife. Man, 16. Wow. Skincare. Got divorced after that. After got uh, she home. was probably doing it to him. Skincare bottle. <laughs> hair mousse can. A piece. Of, a piece of a lamp. What is that? Which piece? What are you talking about? <laughs> hey, he was red hot and ready, man. Just get anything. Any, break the lamp. Break <laughs> the lamp. Just pick up anything. Just put something inside of me, please. A piece of a lamp. Anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez anything please <laughs> oh. <coughs> oh man okay let's jump back into this hold on Okay, here we go. No, wait, 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 wait. There we go. Hair mousse, piece of a lamp, handmade toy made out of metal, cube-shaped toy. That's incredible. Crayon, ratchet wrench, T-handle wrench. Says, here's a quote. Says they were in the bath, uh, in the shower. They fell and the shower stopper stuck up there. Lauren just texted me, crying from laughing face. She must, she must be loving this one. Uh, action figure head. An action figure. Um, uh, I wish they said which action figure it was. I don't know. It's probably Cobra Commander. Toilet brush. A patient. Ah. Here's a patient complaining of rectal pain. Patient admits to inserting sex toys six months prior. prior. And leaving it in. <laughs> <laughs> and leaving. Oh, it's all right. I'll probably, you know, they probably thought, oh, it's okay. I'll push it out. Yeah, I'll take it out next Tuesday. Nope. Nope. Uh, let's see. Vibrator egg. Patient not sure if passed in stool. Uh, deflated balloon. Deflated balloon. <laughs> Stuff it in. <laughs> first. First. <laughs> uh, first. Si Fist-sized water balloon. Vegetable, a, a, yo, a vegetable peeler, yo. Listen, what are you talking? What are you doing? What are you talking about? A vegetable peeler, like a potato peeler. The action figure, okay. <laughs> And that makes the action figure seem reasonable. Yeah, I mean, that's not that bad. <laughs> oh. 
patient states that he has a big toy stuck in rectum. Uh, <laughs> a patient big st- toy. Patient, patient states he fell on top of it. So I guess that's the. I guess it's the only excuse that yeah, anybody. You got th- your pants down. You fall on. Feeling some. shame. It's just the most readily available thing that you. Can, oh, I fell. Comb, fragrance beads, reusable ice pack, uh, glass beer bottle. Had a few beers and then placed a long wax candle into his rectum. Lost balance and fell onto a couch and lost hold of the candle. Pill container, cologne bottle, perfume bottle. Here's one guy that says, girlfriend put vibrator in rectum while he was asleep. I didn't ask for it. It just went right in. Hey, uh, we're going to tell him I was sleeping. A billiard ball. Jesus. Patient says he was playing with a container of athlete's foot spray and accidentally it ended up in his rectum. Yeah. You always always play with these. Remember, this is verbatim from emergency rooms. That right there is verbatim right out of the incident report. Accidentally ended up. With an athlete's foot spray. <laughs> what would you say if you're a doctor and that's what your patient told you? I'd say, oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, bullshit, dude. <laughs> well, you jammed that's it up a, your loose. Yeah. It's like, listen, if you and I can't be honest with each other, how am I supposed to treat you? Because I'm, I'm going to be questioning whether or not you're telling me the truth about medications you're taking or whatever. Yeah. You know, um, I know you probably got some shame right now. Whatever. I'm a medical professional. I've seen far worse. Yeah, people shove stuff up there all the time. And then I would remove the can and be like, yo, dude, I got a can of athlete's foot for sale. Got a little fecal matter. (laughs) Dr. Frankly, Dr. Matt, we should see that's another thing. Another little thing that we should film. We should film things like that in the new year. Where a patient comes in and you just have to deal with them as you would if you were a doctor. Say things. (laughs) I'd like to see that. All right, one more, one more, two more things here. Plastic candy holder, piece of a broom handle, uh, put in butt plug, then fell asleep. Now can't find the butt plug. <laughs> Stainless steel rod, ice cream cone, Monopoly piece, two poker chips because of a bet. That I can respect. If it's a bet, I mean, I, you, that's a, I would never take that bet. But you say, oh, well, listen, it was a, it was a bet. And uh, I believe it. I actually believe it was a bet. But I would never have taken that bet. Ever. Okay. Let's see. Now, before we go anywhere, I have to read you why George Washington was impossible, nearly impossible to kill. And then we're going to make a little bit of a run through our super chats and along we go. Last night, Matt, we were talking about the, the battle... Uh, of Menangila. Menangila. Had a lot of practice with that over the last two days. And here is a piece that was published this June by one Blake Stilwell. It's not long at all, but I think it's pretty badass. And you did not taste George Washington's eggnog that we made. It was, it was delicious. It was incredible. And I know exactly what we're going to do next year. First of all, we did not serve it with nutmeg. We should have topped it off with that. I think we're going to keep all of the all of the the ingredients pretty much the same including the mixture of the liquors but we're just going to scale back all of the liquors themselves it's too much i i had three cups of it 
it was it was still it was frothy it was awesome i spoke to gypsy and i told him i said listen you know we were talking a little bit and i i said i i tried making my own my own eggnog because of course you've tasted his family's eggnog right it's good it's incredible you have yeah. to you have to eat his eggnog with a spoon that's how thick washington's it, no no gypsies. gypsies he usually passed all that out at the end you can usually drink a little bit toward the tail end but he usually passed it out with spoons because it was all, it was that creamy it was awesome so i said you gotta you guys tell me your family a little bit of a family recipe i want to get this thing a little bit thicker and that's what i'll be doing next year i might just make it in the middle of the year for for no reason whatsoever because it was that good for july 4th eggnog on july 4th i don't know if i can do that milk was a bad choice once we go into spring and summer, I wouldn't do it. But in in the winter, I would still make an eggnog. We should do it again. Anyway, why George Washington was nearly impossible to kill. History would have been much different if George Washington was born a 90-pound weakling. As it was, he was an abnormally large man, especially for the American colonies. At 6'2", mm-hmm. and weighing more than 200 pounds, he was literally and figuratively a giant of a man. Mm-hmm. This might be why nine diseases, Indian snipers, and British cannon shot all failed to take the big man down. Uh, it's not just the man that the man was fearless in battle, even though he really was. Washington suffered from a number of otherwise debilitating, painful ailments and diseases throughout his life that would have taken a lesser man down, but not the man who founded the most powerful country ever to grace the earth. He should have died at the Battle of Monongahela. I wrote in there Monongahela. Near what we know, what we call today's Pittsburgh, a British force under General Edward Braddock was soundly defeated by a force of French Canadians and Indians during the French and Indian War. Braddock died of wounds sustained in the fighting, but but Washington survived despite having two horses shot out from under him. When all was said and done, he also found four musket ball holes in his coat. He also had dysentery the whole time. During much of the French and Indian War, Washington reported bouts of dysentery, an infection that causes, among other things, persistent diarrhea. He suffered from this while dodging bullets at Monongahela, the river. The discomfort from it actually made him a, uh, sit taller on his horse. He trotted 30 yards from enemy, uh, from enemy lines. During the 1777 Battle of Princeton, Washington rode on his horse as bullets fired from British rifles 30 yards away, whizzing around him. When troops worried about their leader getting shot, he simply said, Parade with me, my fine fellows. We will have them soon. My God, he's just a mensch. Yeah. Trenton was cold as hell. Crossing the Delaware was actually much more dangerous than the stories would have had you believe. Giant chunks of ice were in the dark water that night, and each threatened to overturn the longboats. Washington set out with three boats to make the crossing, and only his made it. Falling into the water likely meant a slow, freezing death for any Continental, even if they managed to get out of it. Two Continental soldiers who survived the crossing stopped to rest by the side of the road and were frozen by morning. Washington also, this is the last of it, had six of the most lethal d- diseases of the time. Did you know this? Uh, what he had? He had he had to move to uh, what I, the the Indies, wherever the hell it was, because he had that. Uh, what was it? Something wrong with with his lungs or something like that. It would he be had in a bunch here. Of shit. 
He had normally, if you're reading about someone in the 1700s contracting tuberculosis, dysentery, pneumonia, which eventually got him. It was his brother that had to move to those islands, actually. He had TB or some shit. Tuberculosis, dysentery, yeah. pneumonia, malaria, smallpox, smallpox, smallpox. <laughs> he also had AIDS. Did you know that? <laughs> uh, smallpox or diphtheria. It's because that's how they died. Not only did Washington survive all of these conditions, he knew how to inoculate his army against smallpox, claiming the British tried using an early form of biological warfare. It was the first mass military inoculation in his history, and it worked. In the end, Washington was felled by what modern doctors think was a case of uh, epiglottitis. Oh, I thought it was pneumonia. No. They, his thing was swollen. The, the epiglottis. Shit. And they cut his, they kept trying to bleed him and they bled him out too much. An acute bacterial inflammation of the little flap at the ba- base of the tongue that covers the trachea. I didn't know that it yeah. was a problem with his epiglottis. It's in the book that uh, facts the American history book that uh, you got. Like the Rebel Alliance finding an exhaust port in the Death Star plans, life found a way to take down one of history's greatest. It took 67 years and a whole lot of trial and error. Wow. I wrongly thought it was pneumonia. He beat pneumonia. Someone, he was charged, people tried to poison him too. What a badass. What a badass. What do you? How do you think he would have reacted if you said, uh, "Mr. Washington, uh, co- COVID is coming"? <laughs> Just scoff. It just sounds like a cold. Sounds like thine cold. Sounds like thine cold. <laughs> well, I don't know. He wouldn't have acted like a pussy. That's for sure. No. I didn't get around to the archaeo- the best archaeology discoveries of 2022. Um, I didn't get it, but we don't have time for it anyway. It is Friday night, though, so we're going to have extended programming on QuiteFrankly.tv to ring in the new year. Let's see. Oh, oh Abe just texted me. He said, enough about Mark Swan already. Move on to the rest of the cases. Oh, oh he's, he's that's probably about the... Uh, the <laughs> It's probably about the piece of lamp. Who knows? Probably came around there. That'll be a good highlight for the new year. The new year roll. Um, let me take one last call over here. Zosa, what do you got going on? Brother Frank. Zosa. Did I make it through? You hear me? Hello? I can. I can now. I had to step away from my Wi-Fi. How are you doing, man? That last, <clears throat> that last list that you shared, first of all, Matt's expressions were priceless writhing in the chair over there but it reminded me of years ago frank before the internet and stuff when i was young like your guy's age we had a show called jackass do you remember that the early mtv show oh yeah yeah absolutely that started it all i i emailed i emailed you just now a two-minute segment of the guy who goes in to the doctor's office with a toy car that's up right. his rectum. That's right. That's right. That was, that was that was the start of all of this crap. I swear to God, I we we could we could barely contain ourselves in the chat during that list. What a way to end the year, boys! 
Oh, dude, I, I, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have to go look at that. I, I'm definitely gonna go have to look at that again because I remember. Was that part of the first movie though, or that was part of the I show? Think, uh, it was part of the first movie. It was like the 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 end of it, the crescendo. That was it. It was, it was. Oh my God! It was wet your pants, funny. Well, I'm but glad. That list just re immediately reminded me of that. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I hope that we are able to find a list like this again for next year because that's just. Oh I was debating whether or not it was going to have time, and I'm glad that we found it. And Zoso, I'm glad that oh we got to, God. glad we got to end with the call from you, my friend. And I, and I, uh, I hope you have a wonderful time with your family and friends this weekend. And I'm sure I'll, I'll talk to you soon. Wishing all the Franklies a wonderful New Year. Take care, boys. Take care. Be well. That's Zoso, dude, the host of Mystery Ship. Um. Yeah, I, I, it's it's in, if it's in this inbox, I'll see it afterwards. But I remember that. I think that was from the first movie. Uh, there's a couple of things. Oh no, I'm not even going to talk about those. Not even going to talk about those. We got a couple of good, really theor good theories on. Great calls. Did some good things. Let me go to the foxhole. Looks like we're going to bleed over just a little bit. Just a little bit. We're going to bleed over because I I have to do these these wonderful gold pillars and then we're going to go to our good night mr green jeans says thank you frank have a blessed new year thank you thank you ladies and gentlemen so much um thank you sean joe robert Sarn says thanks for sharing another year with us may god bless you and your family in the upcoming year same to you robert matt you're you're sharing in all these blessings too right now Sean Joe, Cynthia, Stickman Freediver. Thank you, Karen Hare. Stickman again says, turning the page on 2022 and looking forward to a better 23. Happy New Year to you and your family and the Franklies, says Stickman. The Space Coast Patriot says, how are they going to try to connect Andrew Tate to Trump? I don't know. I don't know, because from what I've seen about Tate, he's kind of taken a neutral opinion on... on uh, politics as far as how legitimate it is on that on that upper level anyway how rigged the game is up there so he hasn't really become a sick of he i think he's paid trump his due on certain things on certain stances you know you come across these clips as time goes on but i don't know how are they gonna i mean they try to tie trump to everything to the lusitania to everything so i'm sure something will come of it if if nothing else they'll just continue to to really drive how Tate is an example of toxic masculinity and um, and patriarchy and, and old world extremism that's trying to make a comeback and it's tied into there's so many open doors if you're a Malthusian crazy fuck you'll make everything work for you Rook Castle says cool Trump's tax return tax return tax returns now do Biden's yeah Precisely. Space Coast, again, Trump is a laser pointer to the left, master troller. Hubby and I just binge-watched Yellowstone, 1883 next. You're going to love 1883. Thank you, Bacon Slut. Thank you, Space Coast again. <coughs> Chai Possum says, Happy New Year, Frank and fam. Thanks for a great, great, quite frankly, year. New Year prediction. CIA false flag assassination on Biden, replaced by body double slash antichrist. There's a big one. Foxy Lady, thank you. Space Coast again. Sounds like an Asian strip club. And what? No gerbils. Yeah, no gerbils there. 
that was very 90s thing to put the gerbils in. Uh, just because Bob says Happy New Year and thanks for a great year of shows. Thank you guys so much. I'm releasing the scratching. Uh, please, no more gold pills. Save them for our wonderful engineers on QuiteFrankly.tv, which is about to jump in right now. Larkstar444 with a very generous gift on Rock on Rumble. And if you're on Rumble right now and you have not hit the Rumble Plus button, please do so because that will suggest the content, the channel to a lot more people who don't even know we exist. Little things like that, liking the things even on YouTube for as long as we're there, give it a like, share it. Things like that will help us grow in 23 and we need all the help we can get because it's got to be organic and it's got to be a little bit more slow and steady, which it always has been and I'm totally fine with it. But if I can enlist your help for little simple tasks like clicking thumbs up and plus buttons, then it'll make things go a lot easier. Lark says, Frank and Franklies, my prediction is quite frankly, TV will triple in size this year. For me, the show grows meaning more meaningful with each new year as you continue generating collective love. Cheers to all. Thank you for that, Lark. Thank you, Lark. That's wonderful. I'm so happy for all the opportunities we've had so far. And for Rebecca Brown, Happy New Year. Always enjoy your show, Frank. Thank you, Rebecca. That's over on Rockfin. I've really enjoyed adding things like Rockfin really deeper into the mix in years like this. Rumble also became a factor. People feel a lot more, uh, less stressed out about the reliance on YouTube. And that continues to be a need for us to address in the way that we, we move ourselves around and where we spend all of our time. It's great that we've diversified like this. Thank you all so much. And uh, again, no, no yes. What is this? Hold on, wait, is this? No yes, Justin. God bless you, Frank, and all the Franklies. Can't wait to get all the fun we're going to have together in 2023. Is that, is that yes? Is that uh, yes, Cacao, Justin, or somebody else? No, yes. It's just a new one, but I only know a couple of Justins. So thank you so much, Justin. And uh, Gino just threw in $2 to, uh, to say, in addition to Art's smoke detector, I feel like we have heard a lot more sirens from cops going to beat people up lately during your show. What's going on in your hood, Francis? I don't know. That, that was a fire alarm. Uh, the, the firemen, they show up and they beat people up too. Yeah. Usually when people are crying over all the things that they've lost in the fire, like, you know, family photos, they'll say, shut up. <laughs> Let me talk to you for a second over here. <laughs> and they gut punch him. Oh. Who set these cameras up? You, oh, you set these up? Well, let me talk to you over here for a second. Yeah. And uh, what was that? The, the Departed? Yeah. Alec Baldwin? Yeah. Let me talk to you over here for a second. <laughs> that's a good one. And, and, that's, and I guess that leaves me with this. And um, Matt, you can tell me what you think afterwards. And if there's anything you want to say to the world... But in conclusion, I would like to just express my gratitude once again for this audience for being uh, present for me and my family through a really challenging year personally. Bit the bittersweet thing is that there really is no real way that I could, I could be there for people in as personal a way as many of you have been there, have shown up for me and the show. Because, of course, you guys are legion and I'm one person. So it's easy for people to concentrate on one person and, and you know, the, the knitted the knitted hats, the, the great little trinkets and gifts and just it's all it's all wonderful what you guys with this audience have has done for me 
to show that things are are, are not um, they don't go unacknowledged. It, it's a it's a wonderful affirmation, and it feels great, and it recharges me. Get it gets me ready for a new year. But um, what I am taking with me into that new year are the constant reminders of how this show makes impacts that are otherwise completely undetectable for me. When the media, the emails arrive, the holiday cards, the letters arrive in the P.O. box, I'm given glimpses into these otherwise unknowable instances where things we have talked about, the people we bring on, the thoughts we share have translated into inspired action, shifted perspective, uh, stories of people in the audience running for office, some of them winning, some of them just learning the process and being involved, volunteering in so many different ways, people out there who have started coaching, that have started uh, you know, changing their lives through exercise. I've, I, I, I always get these weight loss transformations that come from people who say that they started because of conversations we had in this show. Um, people who have had long-time problems with autoimmune uh, issues I have emailed because uh, said that they've been able to turn things around based on information that they learned from my talks with Jay Gulanello. A lot of these things, people writing books out there that have started their own radio shows that are having more children. That's just, uh, that's just really, that's the stuff I love learning about. And I do learn about, and, and even not things, even things that aren't that big, big and significant, the more subtle things that changes a life, like giving yourself a little bit of permission for a little while during the day, at least to just breathe easier and laugh things off. That's so important. It's so important. And that's honestly what I get out of this. I get to breathe a little bit easier through venting, through putting a little bit of creative energies into how to mold a shitty situation into an interesting conversation. Uh, humor, whether it be crude, uh, slow developing or whatever, that's that's what I really get out of it. But now it's just been so much more I get out of it because I learn about how people are in, are experiencing this as an individual or as individuals. So I'm taking that with me into the new year as a reminder that uh, the only resolution is to keep marching and to keep praying for the strength to shoulder whatever weight is uh, we are destined to carry. That's really it. So I hope that 23 is filled with much laughter and enlightenment and joy and music for you all, despite all the reasons to be troubled. That's the big thing right there. Despite or in spite of all the things, all the reasons to be troubled, because the world loves offering up reasons to be troubled. Never going to have a a uh, a lack of that. So again, thank you all, and we are going to see you on Monday, January second, twenty twenty three. I hope you're th- here to join me, and um, and yeah, have a wonderful night. See you on QuiteFrankly.tv, and Happy New Year, Matt. Anything you got to say? Happy New Year, y'all. That's it. Everybody loves when you come by, Matt. I hope that you're here from for many more uh, Fridays in the new year. God willing. God willing, indeed. God does will it. I spoke to him last night. He said, make sure Matt keeps showing up. <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll see you soon. I'll catch you on the flip side.
quite frankly, is filmed before a live studio audience. And now our super chatters, starting with No Yes Justin, Gino, Mark Swan, Carlito Carreras, A.T., Gino, Dooku Dan, Stostube, Albert Frederick, Doc Keck, Revolution, and many of you out there in Rumble and on Rockfin and on uh, QuiteFrankly.tv, thank you all for everything this year, and we will see you on Monday to start a new one. I will see you in the meantime on QuiteFrankly.tv in the After Hours chat room. Become a sponsor in the new year, and congratulations again to Timothy Fields. anything to you? I'm sorry, Harry. I know it's New Year's Eve. I know you're feeling lonely, but you just can't show up here, tell me you love me, and expect that to make everything all right. It doesn't work this way. Well, how does it work? I don't know, but not this way. How about this way? I love that you get cold when it's 71 degrees. I love that it takes you an hour and a half to order a sandwich. I love that you get a little crinkle above your nose when you're looking at me like I'm nuts. I love that after I spend a day with you, I can still smell your perfume on my clothes, and I love that you are the last person I want to talk to before I go to sleep at night. And it's not because I'm lonely, and it's not because it's New Year's Eve. I came here tonight because when you realize you want to spend the rest of your life with somebody, you want the rest of your life to start as soon as possible. You see? Thank you, Harry. You say things like that, and you make it impossible for me to hate you. And I hate you, Harry. I really hate you. What does this song mean? My whole life, I don't know what this song means. It means, should old acquaintance be forgot? Does that mean that we should forget old acquaintances? It doesn't mean that if we happen to forget them, we should remember them, which is not possible because we already forgot them. Well, maybe it just means that we should remember that we forgot them or something. <laughs> anyway, it's about old friends. first time we met, we hated each other. No, you didn't hate me. I hated you. The second time we met, you didn't even remember me. I did, too. I remembered you. The third time we met, we became friends. We were friends for a long time. And then we weren't. And then we fell in love. Three months later, we got married. And it only took three months. Twelve years and three months. We had this we had a really wonderful wedding. It was... It really was a... It was Beautiful great. We way. had this enormous uh, coconut cake. Huge coconut cake with the, with the tears, and there was this, this very rich chocolate sauce on the side. Right, because not everybody likes it on the cake because it makes it very soggy. It's particularly the coconut soaks up a lot of that stuff, so you really, it's important to keep it on the side. Right.